Hello, and welcome to Eastgate Community Church. We are so glad you've joined us to listen to this message from our weekend encounter. We pray you are encouraged by what you are about to hear. Father, we just come and we welcome you in this place. Tonight we acknowledge you as the Lord of hosts. We acknowledge your Lordship, we acknowledge your kingship. And we declare that you are the great I am, that you are our God, our King, our Father. We declare that we are sons of God. And we are so privileged to have you. You are our everything. And tonight we just come and we yield into you. Yield in the chambers of your heart. In a place of peace and rest where our eyes are opened and we've got ears to hear. We ask that you will just come and posture and position us to receive. And we acknowledge the angels. We acknowledge the seven spirits of God, the men in white linen, the clouds of witnesses, all in this place, all of creation, heavenly beings, everything gathered together. Stand in the amazement of the great time. Lord, I command each and every body in this place, each and every cell, to come into the place where you release the sounds, the vibration, and the frequency of heaven. That any religious spirit will be destroyed by it, Father. That everybody and every person's heart will submit and yield to you because you are God. Praise you, Father. Absolutely love you as first love. You deserve it. You are are worthy. You are Yeshua Mashiach. Welcome here to everybody. It's an honor again to be here. It's always an honor to go anywhere <laughs> and to be able to talk about your father, to brag about him, to present him, to reveal him, and to see what's happening in the spiritual atmosphere above people, how they get tried, changed, how they get transformed, how they get renewed, who's receiving, who's judging. Who's got a religious spirit? (laughs) Whose thoughts are at another place? It's lovely to stand in front and the Lord shows it to you. So, do you give me freedom to call you out if I see that spirit moving? Oh yeah, I love that. So half the place is going to be empty. Yes, I know. Let's stop the jokes. This is an amazing time. It's an amazing season. It is always wonderful to share Jesus. 
And I guess that's in your life as well. Hey, isn't it good to declare His goodness, His beauty, His splendor? Declare what He's doing in your life. In January the 2nd, I was in my house. And suddenly, um, an angel appeared to me. And he looked at me and he took me and I went into heaven. And the Lord said, tell the people, 2017, the greatest year ever in creation. I said, Lord, it's a wild statement to go and make out there. He said, yes, it's wild, but it's true. And if you look at, in 2016, was probably the most challenging year you probably ever had. Most people in the world. 2016 was a tough one. Yeah. Jubilee year. <laughs> and everybody came to me and I got emails from all over the world. But Etienne, we received nothing. It was, it was hell. It was thunder. It was fire. It was storms. I've been in the desert. I received nothing. It's supposed to be Jubilee year. But what is a Jubilee year? It's a year of restoration. It's a year of alignment. So when do I receive? God aligns you in year 15, ju 50, Jubilee year. Why? Because from year one, you're supposed to receive. 2017, year one. So you were postured and positioned in 2016 to receive in 2017. So I'm going to ask you now, what have you already received? Because the blessing started on the 1st of January. The year is not only starting, starting now, it all depends how did you post and position yourself in 2016, the way that you stepped through midnight from 2016 to 2017. The position of your heart at that time and season upon that depends what you're going to receive this year. The way you step in from one season into the next, the position of your heart controls everything. And where was your heart then? If you go and look back at your year, if you look back at the 31st of January 2016, midnight. January, oh December, sorry. God's about time. If you look at it, where was your heart? Was it in purity? Was it in holiness? Was it in praise and worship and thanksgiving? Was it seated in Christ? Because if you're a son of God, you're seated in Christ all the time. And as I tell the people, wherever I go now, as you are sitting here right now, how do you look at me? From which position? Because you're not actually supposed to look at me like this. You're supposed to look from heavenly places down and actually see yourself sitting here. That is how a son of God walks. Walks in heaven and earth. So what do you actually walk? When I'm walking like this, I'm looking out of two dimensions. That is a true son of God. Because you are spirit and body. Amazing year, amazing season. Year to receive. It's a year, and a banner came up in the spirit and said, 2017, the year of the revelation of Jesus. 
So this year we're going to see the manifestations, the glory of God in a measure never seen before. And that is why if you walk around and you walk in intimacy and you walk with your cloud of witnesses, you will see that the clouds of witnesses and the men in white linen manifest in places like never ever before. Because they can't wait to see the manifestations of Jesus. Psalm 14.2 And it's exactly the Psalm 53.2 as well. It says, The Lord looked down from heaven upon the children of men to see if there were any who understood, dealt wisely, and sought after God, inquiring for and of Him and requiring Him. God in the season is looking for above, from above to see who is looking for his faith, searching his faith. It says only inquire, not only inquiring, and because that's what most people are doing, they inquiring. You need to realize that you require him. A necessity. What is the first necessity, requirement that you need of him? His love. His love. His love. Because you cannot love if you can't receive His love. Love is a requirement. Everything you do without love. With nothing. What love? Love for the Father. Everything, every action, every reaction, every word must be done in the seed of love. I love Him so much, I want to glorify Him. If it's not about glorifying God, pack your bags. Pack your bags, you're wasting your time. You're caught in the spirit of religion. You're busy with works. There are too many people out there busy with works. Trying to be good. We're so good, Etienne. Yeah, but you un you're not good for a kingdom. Because you're not obedient. Everything you've got to ask yourself, am I obedient or am I just being good? Whom am I trying to be? Everything you've got to do and ask, look at your heart, search your heart. What is your agenda? What, what is the reason that you are so good? What is the true reason? Everything you ask of Jesus, why am I asking it? Is it to glorify Him or is it about myself? Let's be honest, 98% is probably about ourselves. What I want to see in the Spirit, I want to move in the Spirit, I want to do this, I want to do that. Why? Truly to glorify Him? That's why we don't receive. Because we, too many times in the soul dimension. Your greatest war in life is not the devil. Stop blaming the devil. Stop blaming the demons. Your biggest war, your biggest mountain, your biggest dragon is your soul. Your soul is after glamour. Your soul's after recognition, <coughs> beauty, money, splendor, everything of the world that's extravagant, your soul desires it. 
It shows you that your spirit is not ruling. So when your spirit is not ruling over your soul, it actually means that it abdicated its position in heaven. Why do I say that? How do I overcome my soul? Your soul rules your spirit because it's not been exposed to the glory of God. When you got reborn, when you got saved, when you got baptized with the spirit, your spirit got seated in Christ. Everything that you do that is not instructed by God, that He did not tell you to do, go and do this, do this, this is what you need to do, this is your mandate, this is your calling, this is your destiny, this is what I want you to do. It means everything that you're not doing, your spirit's not seated in heaven. Who's in control? Your soul. What do I need to do? I need to make sure that my spirit is seated in heaven each and every moment. Inquiring and requiring. How do I inquire and require? Face-to-face -face relationship with God. Jesus died on the cross that you can have that face-to-face -face relationship. Jesus went in Hebrew 4 and he said, come boldly to the throne. And I'm asking you tonight, what have you done with the invitation? It's a, it's a problem because it's all to do with first love. The way that you enter in His presence, the way that you stay in His presence, it's all got to do with first love, desire. Fight to never be separated. How do I overcome my soul? By getting my spirit seated in heaven. Your body and your soul is an extension of your spirit. You were firstly created as spirit. Your spirit was created in the image of God. So why, if your spirit's created, we go to each other and we look. Let's just see how big is the spirit man. Spirit of stupid upon you. You think Jesus is this big? You see the dimensions how we are thinking and what we're doing? What do I need to do now? I enter into heavenly places. I'm seated in Christ. I'm seated in the perfection of glory. Your body has been created 76% water. How amazing is our creator? Because water vibrates. Water sends a frequency. Water releases a sound. Now if you go to a dam, to a lake, whatever, on a windstill day, the water is like level, it looks like a mirror. You look upon the mirror, you see yourself in a clear vision. Why is your cells created with water? Because each and every cell is a mirror. When you die in yourself, you deny yourself and you enter with your spirit into the presence of God. You become a mirror reflection of the great I am. Glory. What happens now? Your soul looks up and says, wow, look at my spirit. I want that. Yeah, you can have it. Submit. Submit to Jesus. Start loving it. What does he do? Believe me, you don't even have to say a thing. He submits. Because he desires glory.
Heavenly Forks madly in love with Jesus. Your war is over. Your dragon is slain. Then only can you go out and slay other dragons. Wow. You've got no authority, no right of your own dragons not slain. So I laugh at the people across the world coming to me and say, I've slain so many dragons. I've done it. Yeah, well, what's the dragon doing inside of you? Because all to do, everything in your life comes back to the positioning of your heart. Is it positioned in a seed of first love? That's what you've got to People, this is a season of becoming radical for God. We must stop this religion. I get so worked up when I just smell that religious spirit. I hate it because I know my father hates it. It's a time of the truth of Jesus. He's created you. He's chosen you. He's died for you. What are you going to do about it? The world's not in chaos because of the devil. The world's not in chaos because of political leaders. Or corruption or whatever. The world's in chaos because we as sons of God and especially the church leaders. I'm a church leader as well so I'm speaking to myself as well. Because we are not revealing Jesus. Right. We're so caught up in religion. We're so caught up. In, I'm happy. I'm good where I am now. I don't need to go. I'm just obedient. Are you revealing Jesus? That is the question. And if you think Jesus is just good as you are now. Get a life. Get a life. And if you take offense now. Get over yourself. Because what are we doing now? We're definitely not revealing Jesus. Where Jesus walked, it was glory. There were signs. There were wonders, miracles said. And He only did what He saw the Father in heaven doing. Finished. Nothing else. Because He loved them as first love. He came down to earth to give us the example of what it is to live a first love lifestyle. What it is to be united in Christ. To believe the word. To know it is the truth. That is what we need to do now. And what is changing in your life? Because you can only bring a move, a change of God into the world if you self have changed. If yourself became a son of God, if revival's inside of you, I want to tell you tonight, stop for looking for things out there to get Jesus. The fullness of heaven is where? Inside of me. The fullness of God is inside of me. So we need to start to learn how to access, how to reveal Jesus from the inside out and try instead of bringing Him from the outside in. He is inside of you. Revelation, knowledge, wisdom, understanding is inside of you. Why do you go and fill your life with only books and CDs all the time? They don't build relationships. The 
time and season I'm going to talk a little bit let me tell you I'm going to share revelation and I'm going to share about heaven and I'm going to share about manifestation of angels I'm going to share to you manifestation from Jesus in the natural not in the spirit I'm going to share with you heavenly encounters and it's definitely not about me but that is a reality of a son of God living. That is what he wants in each and everybody's life. A face-to-face -face relationship. It is available. There's where we need to get now. We need to get, we need to upgrade, we need to step into heaven. Are we going to start? Revelation 22. Then he showed me the river whose water gives life, sparkling like crystal, flowing out from the throne of God and of the Lamb. Then he showed me the river whose water gives life. What are we supposed to do? Remember what we always say, what we touch, we become. What we behold with our eyes the whole time, we become. God is who? The river of life. So if you are seated inside of Him, and you supposed to be a river of life. In this time and the season, God are looking for rivers because you and I have been created to give life. Jesus gave the example when He manifested on earth. He did not come to say, but to give life. And you've got to ask yourself today, how many people have you given life? Because wherever Jesus moved, people got life. They got resurrected. And I'm not only talking about physical resurrections. When you give people hope, when you give them joy, when you give them faith, everything. You're giving them life. And that is how you measure your desire for God. How many people have you resurrected today? And it says that river is as clear as crystal. And that all depends, the water and your river, the positioning of your life, depends on your heart. The condition and position, are you irritated, are you cross, are you full of religion, because then your water is not clear, it's not clear, it is defiled, and you're giving the people defiled water. Um, Ezekiel 34, he talks to the leaders about defiled water. Don't leave the sheep defiled water. Are you giving them the truth? Truth is built out of love. Everything is born out of love. It's controlled by love. And it says flowing out from the throne of God and of the land. Where you seated? Heavenly places? In Christ, so you actually seated in the Lamb. Next to the throne, next to the Father, you at the source of everything. Do you operate out of that source? And that is how you need to start seeing yourself. You need to see yourself in Christ. 
It is so important. Start exercise. Start asking the Lord to show you, how do I look inside of you? What happens now? Why does he desire a face-to-face relationship? To show you whom you are. Because when he reveals himself to you, he said you're created to his image. When he reveals himself to you, he's actually revealing yourself to yourself. Your image. It gives you a desire to get closer and better and more like him. And it makes you fall radically in love with him to think, can this truly be that my father created me like that? That he loves me so much? Fear of the Lord. That is one of the keys that fear of the Lord comes upon you. When you're in awe and amazement of your father and you realize whom you are, how good he is. Coming out of the throne. And I said, through the middle of the broadway of the city, also on either side of the, what are you created to be? A temple. Am I right? But you're also a city. God is busy doing what? When He comes and He wants to reunite us, He wants to restore us, He's busy restoring the Jerusalem inside of you. Because you're a city with gates. You've got soul gates, spiritual gates, body gates. So you are become a city that will host the temple of God. Everything is created according to temple. Tabernacle dimensions, New Jerusalem dimension, because you're going to be a building stone in the New Jerusalem. What is the New Jerusalem? Go and read. Let's the religious spirit. The New Jerusalem, what does the word say in Revelation 21? The bride of Christ. Not by going in the streets with your white dress, dancing and tambourines on the bride of Christ. With a religious spirit. The new Jerusalem. A bride of Christ. How do I become part? I become a building block in the new Jerusalem. Because I'm a burning one. I'm a burning stone of fire. That spends my time in front of the throne. On the stones of fire with Christ. And the elders and the angels. And the heavenly beings. Then I am part of the bride of Christ. Okay, in the middle of the Broadway of the city, you've got a map inside you, a road inside of it. It says, also on either side of the river, where's the river? Coming out of you. Yeah, wait, we'll get there. <laughs> river coming out of you, out of the throne. Why? God seated inside of you. Now, what I mentioned to you, big. Big. So the, also on either side of the river was the tree of life. Tree of life. What do you become? What you touch you become a tree of life. What happens in a tree? People find shelter. They get covered with its 12 varieties of fruit. 12 is governmental. How many months are there? 
Every month is a fruit. What does fruit mean? Every month you've got to release something from heaven. What are you releasing in April? Because you've got to restore the governmental position of Christ. What do I become? A tree of life. Where's the tree rooted? On the banks of the river. So where's its roots? In the water. Where do you and I need to be rooted? In the water. In the Holy Spirit. All the time. So that I could bear fruit. And the leaves of the tree were for the healing and the restorations of the nations. What is part of your mandate? To heal and restore. To heal and restore. The leaves of the tree. What are your leaves? Exactly with Peter. Shadow. Your shadow. When it falls onto people. It's supposed to heal and restore because you are a tree of life. When Jesus walked, healing, restoration, life took place. So you're a tree of life and you're a river out of the throne room. Now we go on, we carry on because this is a restoration of all of us needed in the season. Psalm 24. Verse 3 says, Who shall go up into the mountain of the Lord, or who shall stand in his holy place? Who shall go into the mountain of the Lord? Would somebody explain to me how do you go into the mountain? What mountains he referring to? Heaven. Where is his holy place? Heaven. Who shall go into his holy place? Enter into the mountain. Mount Zion and heaven. He with clean hands and a pure heart. Clean hands means everything you do. Art with pure intentions. A pure agenda. Is that about Jesus? Pure heart, again, agenda, intentions. Is it to glorify God? Then you step into His presence all the time. Matthew 5, 8. The pure of heart will see the face of God. He did not say, one day when you die, you've got a pure heart, you're going to heaven, you're going to see His face. He says, now. The pure of heart will see the face of God. So everything, if you don't see, if you don't hear, if you don't enter into heavenly places, the first thing that you go to, check your heart. And ask the Lord to release the spirit of truth into your heart so that you can see what is the truth, what is rooted still in it, what is prohibiting me from entering into the glory. Then he says, he shall receive blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. Then we go, we skip it, we go to verse 7. It said, Lift up your heads, O you gates. 
Who are the gates? And I'm a gate. Lift up your head. Come on, take up your position of authority. Take up your position of rulership. I created you in Genesis 1.26 to rule. It says you've been created as a royal priesthood. It says you've been created as a priest according to the order of Melchizedek. Melchizedek is a king and a priest. Lift up your heads, O you gates. What did I tell you earlier? You've got gates in your life. The gates of glory has gone down, shut down when Adam and Eve sinned. And then God put a cherubim at the garden with flaming swords to protect it so that it could not get defiled anymore. Adam and Eve was removed. What do you and I need to do? We need to get a lifestyle. Where our gates gets lifted up so that the King of Glory can enter and restoration can take place. Numbers 14.21, the whole earth will be filled by my glory. Glory needs to come out of you. Because the fullness of glory is seated inside of you. Are your gates lifted up? What is the key to take up your position and to rule? Is to take up possession, rulership for the glory to enter. For gates to open, you must lift up your head. Take your position of rulership. Step into your kingship. And be lifted up your age-abiding doors. In some translation it says, everlasting doors. That the king of glory may come in. What are you as well? You are a everlasting door you've been created for eternity where you seated in the door jesus he's the only door but if you seated in him and you became one with him you've been reunited what happens what you touch you become what have you been created? everlasting door so you've got to ask yourself every day my doorway is it leading other people to the King of Kings? What does your door look like? You see how we mess out because of religion and things, how we look at ourselves. We look at ourselves and the natural and we don't see what God actually reveals through everything because we read the word in our old soul dimension. We read it because we have to and not out of desire and love. When you step into a place of desire and a place of love, you're reading it with the with um, Holy Spirit and then you start encountering it. You need to encounter the Word. That's how it comes alive. God is not a timeline. He's a perfect circle because a timeline could not be beginning and end. So you need to move. If you in Christ, seated in Christ, that means that you're above time, above speed, above life. Wherever He moves, you move. What happens now? Now I read about these things and I say, but Lord, show it to me. What happens? You go back. He shows you. You become a witness of it. You encounter the Word. The Word comes alive what happens now now i can come and i can say i've seen it 
I saw what happened when Joshua was fighting the five kings. The sun, the moon, and the stars stood still. It was amazing. They did this, they did that. That is how they positioned the things. It's amazing. You've got power. Power gets released when your sound and vibration that comes out of it comes with authority. The sound and vibration, if you have witnessed it, if you became part of it, you've got a different sound vibration that you release and the devil knows it. I can't steal you. He's seen. He's encountered. It's not a book story from somebody else. He's encountered. Do you realize what we've got? Do you realize how uniquely we've been created? How uniquely you've been positioned? I can truly say today without hesitation because of my own encounters, that we are the only beings in all of creation with a mandate to rule like this, with an inheritance of all of creation of heaven with Jesus, and that are created to His image. And we're one of the smallest beings ever. Do you realize how privileged or do you realize how much a person must love you to give and do that for you? And the way that you rule, the way that you take possession, the way that you acknowledge it, is the way that you show God how much you appreciate the cross and Jesus and how much you love Him. Not your idle words, the way of how you show your rulership, the way that you imitate Him. Mass in Ephesians 5 1 and 1 Corinthians 11 1. Ephesians 5 1, it says, imitate Jesus Christ. Become a reflection. 1 Corinthians 11 1, Paul says, imitate me so that you can do all that the Father does. Those are wild words. But you and I should be exactly the same as Paul saying that. If you do exactly what I'm doing, you're actually reflecting Jesus. <coughs> That is the season we are now. The truth needs to be revealed. The true reflection of Jesus. We need to become those doors. Who's the King of Glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. Does that reflect out of you? Do you realize when you step into a covenant position with God, a declaration was made in the heavens you can never lose. God mighty in battle. He's the almighty. He's the Lord of hosts. He's the creator. He's everything. You can never, ever, ever lose. Doesn't matter your circumstance. So tell me why do you lose your joy? Are you sad to win? Are you sad to receive the fullness of heaven? Why? As when we move away from Christ, we take our eyes off Him. Genesis 17:1. Walk habitually before me. God spoke to Abram said, Abram was 99 years old, and the Lord appeared to Abram and he said, Walk habitually before me and be blameless. <coughs> what does that mean? You go to the Hebrew and the Greek, it actually means this. 
walk towards me and gaze upon my faces. Different story. Once you take your eyes off him, where are you walking? Gaze upon your faces. Gaze upon your own identity. Lion, eagle, ox, man. In the drums, figured dimension, glory. What are you going to do? You're going to be in such amazement, you can't take your eyes off. Walk and bet you before me and be blameless. Blameless means you don't sin. When you take your eyes off Jesus, you will sin. Believe me, if you're aware of God all the time, you will not sin. So sin takes place when you get pride. When your decision is more important than God's. You elevate yourself above it. That's why the devil is burning. Where's the devil? Under your feet. Under your feet. I want you to realize tonight whom you are. I want you to realize that you, the perfection of God is inside of you. You are sitting here tonight as an instrument of the impossible. You can shift, you can change, you can create. You've got everything. Not what Etienne says, just read your Bible. Just read your Bible. It's all you have to do. And you need to get the revelation out of it. Because Paul says in Ephesians 3, the mysteries of heaven are received through revelation. That's what the Lord says. Come boldly to the throne. Come to me, I'll give you the mysteries of heaven. Come to me, I'll give you the keys of heaven. Are you doing that? Are you doing that? And that's the invitation that He gives all of us. But what are we doing about that invitation? Because if you want to become the river, if you want to become the tree, if you want to become the everlasting glow, you need to see what it looks like. Remember now, you and I, I don't care who it is, I'm including myself, I'm preaching to myself as well. Believe me. We can't bring heaven down if we've not seen it. Because we're not going to reveal the truth. We can't bring Jesus down, the Father down, heaven on earth, if you've not seen it. Because the only place we've got authority, if you've seen, if you know, you can bring it down. And you've been created to bring heaven on earth, but we pray a religion. Oh Lord, I ask that you manifest and come down. Come and fetch us. Come and save the world. You're supposed to go up. The king of kings told you to come up. And we tell him, no, you come down here. Whoa. Arrogant. Whoa. Arrogant. How do I become the gate? How do I become this everlasting door? Psalm 100, your key. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before His presence with singing. Serve Him with gladness. What does it mean? If you go to the Hebrew and the Greek and all of them, serve with gladness mean 
live the image, the personality, the character of Christ in joy. That you can only do when you realize what it means, what magnitude, and how amazing, how, how extravagant it is. That I can do it. Serve the Lord of joy. It actually means reveal Him and His perfection in His fullness with joy. In everything that I do. Come before His presence with singing. Again, it's to do with sound, vibration, frequency. It goes back to Genesis 1. Jesus, God spoke. And creation was formed. Everything was formed. Vibration, frequency, sound. And Hebrew 1, he speaks to a son of God. He talks about the son of God. He said, and maintain the son of God, maintaining and upholding the universe through his mighty word of power. What did he do? Through sound. Maintaining and upholding. What did God actually do? He created you so uniquely that you don't have to do physical work. You just speak what He tells you to seek. Because 1 John 5 verse 13 and 14 says, If you do, if you release what the Holy Spirit, if you pray what the Holy Spirit tells you to pray, it is done. But what do we pray? We look at our own desires. We look in the natural. And then we pray and it never happens. And then we say, but it can help me. God doesn't speak to me. No, you spoke a long time ago. 1 John 5, 13 and 14. Just repeat what I said. It's done. It's about to do with relationship with the Holy Spirit. Because it said the Holy Spirit searches the heart. Heart of the people are also the heart of the Father. Search at your heart to see what intentions you've got. What is your agenda? Heart of the Father is to go and see what is the Father's desire for you. And then he comes and says, Terry, you better ask this. This is what the Lord wants. And if he's your first love, your desire and his desire would be the same. So Terry, you release it. It's done. What is your relationship with the Holy Spirit? What is your relationship? It's going to be revealed through your prayer life through the manifestations of Jesus through the percentage of answering of your prayers what's your agenda once again intentions and agendas no means to perceive to recognize to understand with approval that the Lord is God wow. <coughs> do you know the Lord is God I an angel in first week in December. So we're sitting at the breakfast table. We had people from America there. And I'm sitting and I'm looking at the door. And next moment, the angel walks in. And just stands and he smiles at me and stares at me the whole time. And I asked, Lord, who's this? And I asked, and you and kept quiet, just smiled. The angel followed me the whole day. Wherever we went, everywhere over Katon, this angel appeared. Just smiling, just looking at me. And the Lord taught me how to engage him, to ask him what I need to receive, what do I need to release, what do I need to do with it. 
because they've been given to you as a gift. You need to make use of them. And only at that night at 11 o'clock, while I was in the Word in my study, busy with the Lord, the angel came in again and said, No, this is enough. I need to know now. He said, I'm the angel of godliness. And then spoke to said, You people think godliness is holy and purity only. Because that's the way we look at it. Godliness is a perfection of the full circle of Jesus, of God. It's a perfection of all aspects of God in your life. All aspects of your life, like your relationship, like your marriage, like your job, like your whatever you do. Is it the revelation of God? That is godliness. It is the perfect circle, the perfect revelation of God in all aspects of your life. And he said to me, this is a key in the times that we are moving. That should, you should aspire for it. You should, you should desire it to move into that realm of godliness. And that is by him. Then you, you can only do it when you know he is God, when you've seen him. It is he who has made us, not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Where do you need to dwell? His pasture. His presence. All the time. Then it says, enter into his gates. With thanksgiving and a thank offering and into his courts with praise. Be thankful and say to him, bless and affectionately praise his name. Praise, worship, thanksgiving is your access point into his presence. I can tell you out of my own encounters, you will not enter into the courts of heaven. The angels won't open the doors. You will not enter into the Holy of Holies, into the presence of the Father, unless you're praising, worshipping, thanksgiving, according to John 4, 24, in spirit and truth. It's when you enter because you love Him, not because I need something. Why do we want to enter? I need to go and get something. I need to go and beg Him. Lord did definitely not create beggars. He created kings and priests and sons, not beggars. Why, why do you want to beg for something you own? Don't you say, you are sole owner, Hebrew 1, you are sole owner of all of creation. So why do you beg? You're only going to beg if you don't know and you have not taken up your rulership. You don't know what you are taking possession of. Praise, thanksgiving, worship. That is your keys of entry. It's all to do again with sound and vibration. Your sound vibration, your frequency, releases and reveals the truth of your heart. You can't fake that. I could stand in front of you and tell you magnificent jokes, but in the frequency that comes out of my heart might be totally off. And that causes us to, how do I do it? Because in Psalm 
36 they relish and feast of the abundance of your house and you cause him to drink of the stream of your pleasure sound worship thanksgiving causes you to stand in the stream of his pleasure the stream of this pleasure as you go hebrew is the fullness of the blessing of heaven what happens to you you're going to be in all amazement and glory all the time that you can't help it that your sound vibration and frequency is amazing and you feast on it when you feast on God, you're releasing the glory of God. Worship. Psalm 99 verse 5 and verse 9. Verse 5. Worship me and exalt me at my footstool. Where's his footstool? Earth. Verse 9 he says, Worship, extol me at my holy mountain. Where's his holy mountain? heaven worship me in heaven and earth that is worship me in all of creation in your inheritance need to see what your inheritance looks like to be able to worship and to be joyful and to praise and thank him you need to become the river of life you need to give life now we come to your side which you wanted to know Ecclesiastes 12 and 6. I'm just going to touch one part of it because we can stay on this teaching for months. I'll read out of the Amplified. Remember your Creator earnestly now. Before the silver cord of life is snapped apart, or the golden bowl is broken, or the pitcher is broken at the fountain, or the wheel broken at the cistern, and the whole circulatory system of the blood ceases to function. I'm going to talk about the golden bowl. What comes off your belly? River of? Living water. Living of? River of? Life. Where's your golden bowl? top side of your belly why do I say the top side where's your spirit man <laughs> your spirit man is what he is your governmental position where's your governmental position lift up your where does your governmental position start? Head. Spirit man, your head coming down your spine. What is in your spine? Your DNA and light. What have we been taught? Because we don't go to heaven and listen to what Jesus is listening at religious things. Hey, what's your spirit man look like? What forms your golden bowl? When your heart is seated in a position where God is first love, in purity and truth, and where your spirit man comes together underneath, it forms the golden bowl, wherein the glory of God is formed and released. What happened now? Peter walked. His shadow 
the glory of God coming out of the golden bowl gave life, healing, deliverance, restoration, because it is light. If you look in the spiritual realm, those who could see will see when people that are in true intimate relationship with God, with God as his first love, whose heart is seated in love and in truth with a desire, a craving to inquire and require God. It's like a massive laser beam gets released out of you. What happens where that laser beam comes and touch with people? It changes them. It releases a sound, a vibration, and a frequency that is aligned to everybody's DNA. That means the sound, the frequency, the vibration is the sound of heaven. My sheep hear my voice. The real fact is your DNA is positioned to the frequency, to the voice of God. It reacts on the truth of God. What happens now? It creates a desire for the one that gives life. What happens now? I'm a golden bowl. Glory. Why gold? Glory. Life. Light. Light in God. Where Habakkuk 3, when God stands with his hands, I said, light comes out of hands. The Hebrew says, his light is lightning in that one. Reference. So what comes out of me? Lightning comes out of me as well. That destroys all demonic power, sickness and disease. But I also got water of life. I'm the tree of life. I'm bearing fruit. So I'm destroying, but I'm also building and releasing them into glory. And that is the season that we need to step into now. Don't do what the people do on Monday it and I'm going to start. Everything starts Monday. Monday I'm going to start a diet. Monday I'm going to start exercising. Monday, Monday, Monday I'm going to start pursuing God. Why do you want to give the devil a footstool till Monday? Amen. <coughs> Don't you desire to see his face? I had him appearing to me in the natural on, when was it? Thursday evening last week. Yeah, in Dallas. Worshipping 2 o'clock in the morning, praising him. Standing in a friend's of mine house. Next moment, Jesus walks in. In the natural. That transforms you. That transforms you. And once you've seen him, you will not be the same. time in the season that we get fierce, angry Joshua 1 be strong be courageous be vigorant destroy darkness, take possession I hate to see how the devil steals how people live a lie how we caught up in religious nonsense We've been created to this glory. You've been created marvelous, extravagant. There are no words to describe you. I'm not even talking about the Father. Why don't you give him a chance to show it to you? It's time to rule. It's time to show the Father how much you appreciate, how much you love it.
not by mere words. But Lord, I say that Peter, become a doer of the word, not a mere talker. Doing is the true revelation of your heart, not your words. This is an amazing time and I'm, I'm telling you, if ever heavens were opened, it is now. Don't praise these nonsense. Lord, I ask for open heaven. Duh. Are you not walking with God? How is it possible to walk with God in the heavens closed? You need to start reading the word in Revelation, encountering God, oneness with Him, seeking Him. Big key for this time is Psalm 46.10, Be still and know I am God. Wait. And if you don't hear a voice, wait. He told me if I'm your first love, you wouldn't mind to wait a hundred years. Because just to know that I'm that you and my presence should be good enough for you. Just by knowing that, is it good enough for you? Are you thankful about it? about time how much time do you spend what you love him how much you, you seek him how much do you believe the word what is it about is it about you or is it about Jesus amen I'm going to give five minutes for any questions in tonight's teachings That's the first question. Romans 1, 21, God, the Lord talks about knowing God, but not honoring Him as God or giving thanks. Ethan, what does it really mean for someone not to honor Him as God? Okay. It's not to reflect Him. It's to be disobedient. It's not living His desire. when you love yourself and not it. Yes? A little bit more about the golden bowl. I've never heard that before. I tried as best I could to follow with what you were sharing about it, but I've not ever heard of that before. It's like a golden, let's call it a circle, that seats where your heart, let's say a, a piece of your heart, at the bottom of your heart comes a piece, your spirit man comes together and they form like a big bowl there. It's a circle in a golden circle and the river comes out of it. It's a release system. That's why it talks about the valve and the cistern and it's a long teach. But that is basically it's formed here. Those are all revelation face to face. What happens now? That's why face-to-face -face relationships are so important. When you get it face-to-face, -face, doesn't matter what people say about it. They can reject it, they can say whatever, I don't care. You've got it face-to-face, -face, you've got power. 
it's not i've read it in a book peter's seen it and he's done that and so i'm going to teach it now golden rule never teach something if you've not seen or walked in it yourself wow. never that's why people get hurt out there because people take other people's teachings and they just duplicate it no power no nothing no authority and they hurt people that's why get the deeper revelation it says come to me keys mysteries revelation of heaven come to me and we're in a greater time. I've said it how many times? If you go into heaven now, you meet Paul, you meet Enoch, you meet King David, all of them, Moses. They've got a holy jealousy, desire to have been able to live in this season. Because we're living in the greater glory season. I told them, and some of you know it, I've shared it the other night as well. And I think it was around about October, under correction, September, October last year. I'm sitting in my study between 2 and 3 in the morning with the Lord. And suddenly an angel comes in the natural. Physically, you can touch. He stands in front of my desk. He said, hey you! You're not just another man. You're somebody special. You've been appointed for this time and this season. Don't look in the natural. Only in the spirit. You're not just another man. You're special. Gone. And the Lord said to me, Etienne, that is not only just for you. That is to all my sons. They need to know it. And I want to give that to you as well. You are not just another man. You've been appointed in the most glorious season ever. Everybody, the saints, every clouds of witnesses, men and white living, if you go to the poles and everybody in heaven, they would have loved to live now. What are we doing about it? How have we taken possession of it? Another question before I'm going to pray. Yes, ma'am. It took so long that you've ever had to wait to hear from you. Well, I don't know. Um, not very long. That I can tell you. Not very long. Maybe a few hours. Um, yeah. I'm... I'm not very careful what I say. It must not be about me. Let me. I'm going to put it up. I think I'm spoiled in a way, but I sacrifice a lot. My wife will tell you. There are many nights, most of my nights, I sleep two hours. There are nights every week that I don't go to bed, that I just sit on a chair so that I can't fall asleep. Seek him. When you seek him, he talks. He talks. What are you prepared to sacrifice? And it's worth every sacrifice. He outgives you, he spoils you, he blesses you. You see, the, I can tell you now at least 90% of what I see and what I hear every day of my life, I will never talk about. never talk about is it just for some it's for everyone depends on you yes what did Jesus look like when you saw him? 
glorified in it. Remember, Jesus manifests in different dimensions. We must not get religious. I get it across the world. How does Jesus look? You tell him he's about this high. He looks slender, beautiful, beard like this. Then he might have blue eyes. Tomorrow night you see him in heaven. He's got green eyes. Then you get some people say, no, no, no. Jesus got brown eyes. You have not seen Jesus. Yeah? But my Jesus could be at trillions of places at one time. And he can manifest in different dimensions all over. There are three trillion galaxies. Each and every galaxy is a dimension of Christ. That's why you've been created to eternity because you need to get to know Him in three trillion dimensions. So, most of the time, I wonder if you saw the painting of that young girl, but Akiana or something. That is very accurate. Most of the time, I see Him in that dimension, but a more of a glow. Sometimes He's this size, sometimes He's like. He stands with the earth and the stars like this, according to, like in Revelation 1. It all depends. And your own spirit take on that image. I've had encounters in the last two weeks that I stood with him in the spirit that he shows you whom you are with earth in our hand. And we look at it. You stand with him in the spiritual dimension that you were created to be. So he can do, he can manifest in anything. Remember, if he, he stands in front of you and he shifts dimensions. You get him some glory on you in some of the seas of glass and crystal, he he changes. He totally changes dimensions, like there's a different being in front of you. And that's where the angels are holy, holy. Holy actually means wow, wow, wow. So there's no just set thing. It is he can and your size too. He'll always meet you according to whom you are, where you are on your journey with Him, and, and where you are in life. That is how gracious He is. If, if, if He had to come to any of us, I don't care what relationship you've got with God. If He had to manifest Himself in the fullest, we are fried. Believe me. We'll become quick piece of dust. worship team just to play for me Jonathan with Rachel she busy with a child yeah, okay. just play keyboard and just guitar those who want can come to the front I'm just going to touch your hands and I ask the Lord to activate your DNA your desire your love so that you can become that door that river that tree the golden bowl can release in your life. Now, and I always say that, when you come to the front, leave that religious spirit on your chair. Please, command them to stay. You come with a desire. You're not receiving from me. I'm not God. Everything in your life must be centered about Jesus. Remember that. There's a thing out there that the mystic people, the people that move in the spirit, I'm a mystic as well. But they've taken Jesus out of the center point. You go to conferences, you, some conferences now don't even hear the word Jesus of God. It's just about all the encounters and every, every person is just running after an encounter. Jesus is the door. Finished. He's the first love. He's everything. If there's no Jesus, you don't go. 
Now you come to the front, don't even look at me because when you stand open eyes and looking, you are actually taking in things around you. You are perceiving things. What happens now? You are not receiving from Christ. When you stand and praying aloud or speaking in tongues or worshiping, you're not receiving, you are giving. You're supposed to receive. When you come to me, I call them stiff monkeys. They're always there in all the groups. I can tell it how many times they still do it. <laughs> I'm looking for. When you stress in the natural, you shut down in the spirit. You are not receiving because you're thinking about something else but Jesus. What are the people going to say? When I lie there on the ground and I'll start shaking, good for you. Receive. Have you got a hunger from God? Go in His rest. I tell you now, if you're going to lie on the floor, there will be an angel with you. I promise you. Best of all, the Holy Spirit will work with you. Come to receive. When you've received, I don't care what you do. It's not my place. It's there, but go crazy, break, jump, do whatever. Tom will pay. <laughs> Jesus is waiting on us. We're not waiting on Him. We need to prepare the way. He's looking for a place. That's why I said in Psalm 14, 2, 53, 2. I'm gazing from above. I'm looking from the top. Why? He's looking for a reflection of Himself. He's looking for a place for a person and where the tabernacle is restored. He's looking for Jerusalem. He's looking for a garden of Eden where they had a face-to-face -face relationship. And that's inside of you. It's inside of you. So while you're coming to the front, I'm going to pray. Father, those who want to come can come. Come stand in line. Father, I ask that the whole atmosphere will be changed now for impartation, for activation. Lord, let us get transformed and transfigured. That we become that reflection, that you can truly be glorified as a great I am, as a God of all gods, as Yeshua Mashiach. Where you died, you go where the perfect sacrifice was, and that you are the lion now, that we become that reflection of that lion, the fierce protector, the ruler, all of creation. Ask Father that you will come and you'll breathe on the DNA, you'll you'll breathe on our hearts, and that your breath will destroy the fire of God will destroy everything that stands between us and you, everything that that avoids us. From releasing your glory for showing the true glory the true revelation of who you are lord and we come and we get seated inside of your heart in a place of humility a place of love where we deny ourselves and we stand before you today we present ourselves as living sacrifices we present ourselves as kings unto you um, priests unto you but also as your sons we ask that you will release it and that we are positioned now to receive that you could be glorified and all our acts all our thoughts all our words in the name of Yeshua Mashiach. thank you for joining us if you would like to know more about our community 
please visit our website at eastgatetx.com.